You're listening to the Just Lead Podcast, and the time to turn it up is right now. All right, everybody, welcome to the Just Lead Podcast. My name is Brad, and as always, I'm here with Mark Q. Hey, hey. And we're challenging leaders to take action in every situation. PQ? Just lead. We've got a situation. Just lead. What's the situation this week? All right, so that we is a- one of the things I love about the podcast, yeah. is that it's a situational. 100%. It's situational. I think I would love for somebody to like email in. Yep. Hello at justlead.me. Hello at justlead.me. 100%. Just a situation, a leadership situation, whether yep. it's family, professional, yep. whatever it is. And we'll tackle and it. And then we'll tackle it. 100%. I don't know how good the tackle will be. Yeah. But we'll at least knock it down. Well, that exact thing <laughs> happened. We actually had a high school student okay. email us and, uh, hey, you know, top of the year, got into their dream college. Oh Pretty gosh. cool thing. All right. Uh, but they're concerned about taking on student loan debt. And so so here's the situation. Parents aren't, you know, really able to help much with college. And so really mm-hmm. paying their own way yeah. is the only option. And, of course, you know, you've got student loans. You've got a lot of different things out there. But yeah. I, I'd love to know, you know, when we're thinking about the next step of determining the best, maybe most affordable college education. You know, there's a lot of different questions and and different paths to get there, but I'd love to know what was your journey with higher education (laughs) and how did you end up to where you are today? Because you you had maybe a little bit of a crooked path to get there. Yeah, I mean, I I determined, I think what you have to do immediately is determine as best you can, you know, where do you want to end up? Like, where do you want to be? And, you know, we use phrases like, you know, what's the vision? What's the vision for your life or what career path? And the better you know that, the more, you know, because vision determines the, the the steps, right? Yeah. So with the more you know that, the easier it becomes to make decisions to get you there. Sure. That's the key. Right. So for me, yeah. I mean, I just wasn't, I wasn't, it wasn't that I wasn't a good student. Yeah. I just loved more the social aspect right. of what school did rather than the academic side. Right, <laughs> right. Know? And I never went to college right. until later. You went right later. into the music industry. I went straight into the music mm-hmm. industry because I already knew, so there's my, there's my point. Yeah. I already knew I wanted to be in the music business, yeah. you know, whether that was a player, producer, or actually on the business side. And you don't necessarily, in the majority of positions in the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily need a college-level education. Now, you have to have right. talent. <laughs> sure. But you, but you don't necessarily need a formal education. Mm. But... Would so you say th- it's still that way? I would say, it, depending on what field now, right. it's become so precise. Like if you talk about going into the the, uh, the legal aspect of music, yeah. or you talk about even going into you know the, the audio engineering side, you're going to need at least a vocational education or yeah. something. But for me, I didn't need that. Mm-hmm. So it's because what my higher education was determined by was I already knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. But later on in life, what happened was I changed industries. Mm-hmm. I went from the market place to professional ministry, right. I needed to have a higher education. It's like the price of admission almost. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and and it, it mattered yeah. to have that higher education. Now I was too I was too old already to go back to go get a degree, go back to college. So I did a lot of coursework, yeah. which was great. Mm-hmm. But it was needed in where I was going. So I think that's one of the first things we have to determine with the student yeah. is wherever you're going, hey, where are you going? Where do you think you're going? Right. What do you want to do right now? Sometimes sure. what we want right now is not what we are what we want or we're gonna get later. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that'll I help kind of plot the course. Yeah, it's know? almost reverse engineering it, you know, yeah. and, and beginning to think about that. Because I, I think, you know, speaking from my experience, there was a little bit of that expectation, maybe even status or prestige based off of what college you go to. I think yeah. it's important to recognize that 
college as an institution mm -hmm. is yeah. a marketing machine. You yeah, know, I mean, it is something that is it's a it's a product. Well, I think you can tell, you know? and I don't want our listeners to think that I'm I'm personally down on higher education. I'm no, not, no, no, no. But I do want our listeners to go into and our our newer leaders, our older yeah. leaders, our budding leaders, whatever the word is, right? Uh, I want them to do. I want them to go into this season eyes wide open. Yeah. That when when you see marketing for a college, they actually don't market the professor's experience or who's teaching what they do mm -mm. is they market the geographic location the experience the experiences you're going to have whether it's social whether it's uh whether it's athletic yeah so so just understand yeah. that well, i'm not and i'm not criticizing i'm sure. just making an observation sure and again the days of slapping a Vanderbilt University degree on the table in front of an employer mm. doesn't carry as much weight yeah. as it used to. So it still does carry some, don't sure, get me wrong. Sure. But back in the day, I'm just mm -hmm. letting you know, you slap, you know, Cornell, Brown University, Fisk University, Flagler, Vanderbilt, they're like, whoa. Well, now it's like, ah, uh, well, you you just might have the wherewithal financially to have gone there. Sure. It doesn't say what it used to say. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So what is the distinction now? Because I think that's important. Yeah. You speak as someone uh, who is an employer as well right. and who has had kids who've gone through college. Yeah. What is that distinction now where – because I, I think really the bottom line question we're looking at here is, is college actually worth it? Yeah. Now – that's a that's a great you know, question. It's a, yeah, it, that's that. a that that's one of those yeah. things where it's specific to the situation. I, well, okay, specific to the career path, I would say. Right. So if you want to be a veterinarian because you love pets, right. And by the way, my niece is that. Sure. She has to have a higher education yeah. diploma degree it's and maybe even a master's psychology. Mm -hmm. You want to go into the, the the psychology field, minimum master's. Yeah. But does, does that make sense? So for so sure. specific to the career path mm -hmm. for sure. That's number one. Yeah. Number two, and I also think that we have to understand that there's an element of what it tells an employer that you've you've finished a degree, a four-year program, maybe you might be able to do it in five, let's say, is that you set out to do one thing yeah. and you completed it. Right. So it so it could be anything. It could be a vocational school too. Don't sure. get me wrong. Sure. But that's the first thing it tells an employee, an employer. The second thing it tells the employer is that you have what I like to call hood spot. You stick to it of niche. Sure. You said you were going to do this. You did it in a, in a decent amount of time, not like a nine year plan. Yeah. But a four or five years it took you, mm -hmm. and you did it, and you have the ability. Second thing, you have the ability to learn at a higher level. Yes. So I think those two things, no matter what, whether it's a vocational track mm -hmm. or, or whether it's a formalized degree, right? You, those are the two things the employer is going to immediately think, which yeah. is all positive. Yeah, it's all and, good. And beyond that, though, you're looking at a distinction of not do I not not only do I just have the degree or the right. piece of paper, right. but what have they done? What What are some of the experiences? Because attending class. That's one thing. Cool. They completed it. Right. But as an employer, someone who's hiring young talent, yeah. what are some of the things that you, that if, if you've got two people who've graduated from the same university that you go, oh, yeah, but I'm leaning towards this one. Yeah. Because they have the same oh, degree. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, for, for I'm telling you what a lot of leaders, what a lot of employees will look at is uh, the ability to lead and guide a team. Yeah. The ability to lead and guide a team. Look, you can sit in a class and absorb the information sure. and test well. You can sit in a class, absorb information, and test badly. Yeah, that's what we know. That that's a fact. Okay. Yeah. The other thing is what what I'm always going to look at is hey. So tell me about a time when you had to lead and assemble a team, and the goal was blank, and you met the goal, but you were the leader, because 
Yeah. That's going to differentiate. Mm-hmm. That's going to differentiate a person and B person, mm-hmm. both with degrees. The, yep. the other thing is the level of interpersonal skills. Yes. Because at the end of the day, you could have a master's degree, yeah. graduate summa cum laude from a top university, or you're really skilled and you graduate from a vocational college. Yeah. Awesome. If you can't get along with people, sure, you, it, very few jobs are silos. Right. Very few jobs are silos no doubt. anymore. So those are the two things I'm always going to look at regardless. And know. I think what's interesting about what you're saying there is that most of those skills are not necessarily developed in the classroom. They're not necessarily developed exactly right. in yeah. academia. The, the upside to college is you've got four years of leverage. Right. Where you're dumping a thousand to twenty thousand of right. your peers on right. a campus, right. where you, you're it's it's like this incubator, right. and if you there, there's there's a time there's a there's a one path you can do where you can kind of waste that yeah, leverage, sure, absolutely, right. right. Um, or you can lean into that as a really, really valuable time. Of yeah, your life. and I, I think maybe it's a lost art. Maybe we don't talk about it anymore. Maybe I'm just too old and I forgot. <laughs> but the the bottom line is part of the university experience yes. was to be around different cultures and different people from different backgrounds sure. and learning how to acclimate and still get along yeah. and also reach a common goal with yeah. diverse people on your team. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things, and that's why I'm always going to come back to that, whether sure. it's whether it's a degreed or whether it's a vocational graduation, yep. it's that. Mm-hmm. And I also think sometimes, because now I'm on the other side, meaning, okay, I went through higher education, went to a career where I, did, where I didn't need a higher education, then needed it, yeah. and then have kids yep. that both went to a, a college university and a vocational school. At the, so that's why I'm saying the people skills got to have it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The second thing is, I think a, a lot of, for a lot of our listeners, especially our student gave us the question, mm-hmm. Hey man, don't dismiss community college too quick. Yeah, th- this is good. Don't dismiss community college too quick. I think we, we tend to have a perception of community college yep. that is less than, and it's for the people who couldn't make it to the big four year job. Sure. But, but the reality is the first two years Mm-hmm. The first two years of college, freshman, right. sophomore, mm-hmm. to the to the equivalent of maybe like thirty eight credits. Yeah, it's all the same classes. Yeah, English one hundred one, English one hundred two. Right. So if you want to really save yourself a mountain of debt, yes, college debt, you might not have the ability to pay for college, yeah. so you got to work and go to mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it is. Right. Hey, I'm just going to tell you. I would say, and yeah. maybe we'll get nasty emails. I would say you're crazy if you don't start at a community college. Let me tell you where. So it's like I go, I go crazy on this because. Yeah. Because you can still move the ball down the field towards yes. a career and not know what your career is. Yes. Because if you go to community college, the credits are going to be cheaper. Yep. You're still seeking out higher education. Yep. And you're still figuring out exactly what path, career path you want mm-hmm. to go on. But you're still moving the ball forward and you're not accumulating as much debt. Yes. Don't dismiss community college. Because yep. I'm telling you, the English 101 class yep. that you take at your community college is a fraction of a difference than the English 101 class at Vanderbilt University. 100%. I'm just, I'm just telling. Now, the professor, oh, they may be more qualified. The professor may, may have a level of... Of skill in communicating and teaching. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm talking about the actual curriculum. Yep. So don't dismiss community yeah. college. You know. Yeah, and I think it's important because you know uh, Seth Godin, he's a great, great thinker, great you yeah. know, marketer. You know, he he talks about the difference, kind of this this dispelling this myth between good college and famous college. Right. Right. You know, yeah. there's well, oh, I want to get into a good college, and mm-hmm. most of the time when people say that, 
They're yeah. saying famous college. And right. it's like you said, I mean, uh, there's even been studies that have been shown that, you know, over the course of the past 30 years, that the, the, the trend, the inflation of college education has just risen out of control. Oh, Crazy. my gosh. Are you kidding and, me? Yeah. And it used to be that there was a big difference between a community college mm-hmm. education and maybe a state college or private university you right. know, 30 years ago. Yeah. That delta is not as big anymore, but the cost is, you know, it's, it's as yeah, you said, the delta has increased affordable. so much. And then, right, so, so here's, and I, and again, remember, we started this podcast with our with our listener who yep. gave us the question. Yep. And and I'm my goal is in this podcast is just so that everybody goes in. If you're thinking about higher education, yep. eyes wide open. Yes. I, I will tell you, there is a perception out there still not as great as it used to be yep. that when you see, when you walk into your doctor's office mm-hmm. and you see the degree on the wall yep. and you see Johns Hopkins University sure. opposed to Georgia State or I'm just saying, whatever it is, there are some emotions that come up yep. with the big famous schools, mm-hmm. but it's not as great as it used to be. That's number yep. one. Number two, just know that it's astronomical amount of debt you're going to go into. Yeah. And that's why I always push mm-hmm. the community college first. Absolutely. Because it's going to be the same the same course mm-hmm. coursework yep. until you get to about your junior, senior year. Yep. And that, so that's part of the reason mm-hmm. is that I do that because I want them to go in eyes wide yeah. open. You well, know? I want to speak to that. I mean, yeah. because right now, and the number is always increasing currently, the student loan debt in the United States is at $1.57 trillion. The average borrower has $36,000 of student loan debt. And those might just sound like numbers until you're like me, where right, that right. that number yeah. wasn't wasn't real right. th- until yeah. you know you're eight months out of college and you get that first invoice exactly. from from Sally May <laughs> right right and it's like oh and 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 for me it was one of those things of it, it took ten years to pay that off exactly and yeah. I think about the opportunity costs yeah. that were lost as a as yeah, a I would love our listeners that. to do it to, you can you can look this up you know whatever industry you're going into. What is the starting salary? What is the average starting salary of whatever industry? Right. Then go ahead and create your budget, your your futuristic budget. Yes. In five years after you graduate college, what is rent? Because rent goes up typically from wherever it is right now. It goes up yearly about 4 to 6% every mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. So amortize that out. Go ahead and, and do a five-year budget yep. on what that is. What is the average starting pay for your job? Let's say it's 70. Mm-hmm. So 70. So back out your rent. Back, add five percent for utilities and everything, cable, wire, whatever it is. If you, you whatever your Netflix subscription, mm-hmm. your Hulu subscription, whatever that is, and mm-hmm. you'll quickly from plus your student loan, yeah, plus in your monthly student loan, sure. So what you'll quickly find is, oh my gosh, you got a degree. Mm-hmm. You came out, you did great, and you're like, whoa, you have great people skills, uh-huh. and people love you, people mm-hmm. like you, you know yep. how to relate. At the end of the day, you're going to look at your re- and you're going to go, man. Mm-hmm. I'm actually not really going to be making real money yeah. for about another four to six years right? because of the amount of debt. And that's why I always say, yeah. try to determine first, yep. where do I want to be? Mm-hmm. And if you can determine that, that'll set your course yeah. on where you got to go. Yeah. And then if you can't do that, still move the ball down the field and go to community college. Yeah. And listen, there ain't nothing wrong with working and going to school. It can happen. Just going to have to utilize your time a lot more wisely. And then let's say you pick a profession yeah. where you don't need a degree. Let's say that you still win because yeah. you did learn higher skills in let's let's call it English in in world history in whatever it is you, so mm-hmm. you still win mm-hmm. it, educating yourself at a higher level will always pay off somewhere yep. and and speaking about payoff yep. i think what we have to understand is that debt 
it's college debt, especially now that you've mentioned the sure. astronomical, what was it, 1.7 trillion? Yeah. Unbelievable, mm -hmm. right? Debt is going to limit your options. Yeah. You don't understand how debt can stranglehold you. Yeah. And that's why being on the other side now, sure. being a little older, raised a, raising a, raised a family, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Been an employee and now an employer. Yeah. And went in a profession that didn't need a degree mm -hmm. and then needed higher education. Mm -hmm. Debt will stranglehold you. And you sure. may not think so because it's paper money, it's play money, it's monopoly mm -hmm. money. Yep. And you know, I'm a person of faith. Now, yep. a lot of our listeners who listen, I don't know where they are in their relationship with God or whatever, but there is a proverb yeah. that says, or a principle in the Bible, that you can be a slave to the lender. Yes, And that's the idea that I'm trying to eliminate for yep. our listeners is yep. the, the least amount of debt you can catapult yourself into life with, sure. the more options you're going to have, yes. the more freedom you're going to have mm -hmm. to go, you know what? I tried that profession. I don't really like it as much. Mm -hmm. I like it as a secondary. But because you're stranglehold to debt, you're not going to be able to leave that job. Right. Because, and that's what I'm trying to avoid for our listeners. Yep. You, know what yep. I mean? you know, I think that's really interesting what you were saying just about some of the different alternatives. And it really comes down to, to ROI. What's the starting salary? And right. I was just thinking about, you know, yep. a barber's. You know, people, yeah. people who cut hair. Yeah. Here's the thing, man. Yeah. I mean, to, to, to get your barber certification, I want to say it's maybe like a, maybe a $5,000 investment, like $10,000 investment. Yeah. You yeah. got some certifications, some things, right. but like if, if you're good yeah. and you got a clientele, Oh my gosh. Are it's, you kidding? it's a six figure, it's a six figure All situation. All day. And but, if that's it, what fires you up in the morning, right. Then why not? Why not? And I think I think sometimes we tend to look at those positions, right? Like less than. Yeah. But I'm just going to tell you right now. Look, the guy who cuts my hair, he cuts yeah. some of our, you know, some of the guys on staff. Yeah. You know, in Leo's Barbershop, yeah. right, Newport Ritchie, yeah. Florida. Listen, I'm just telling you, this guy knocks it down. My barber's name is Rich. Yep. He's killing it. Now, mm -hmm. the flip side is, hey man, you think, oh, I'm just cutting hair, whatever. <laughs> it's tough work. Yeah. Your arms, I mean, he'll say it all the time. He goes, man, his shoulders are jacked because his shoulders are up all the time cutting hair. Yep. And I'll go in. I go, what am I, number? Because I always try to go in and go, I want to be like number. I want to be the top. Yeah, yeah. One, don't one give me the, one of these 20-minute haircuts. Number yeah. one, That's number one. Number two, I don't want to be like your 21st haircut. No. Where you're shaking. You don't care. You just want to go home. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to be at least one through five. I always tell him that he laughs, and you always get a great haircut from Rich. But my point is, you can, again, it comes down to what lights you up. Yeah. What makes you just, and you ready? He's a people person. Yeah. I love being in the barber chair. We talk about everything. He loves hang. He doesn't, there's no subject that he doesn't want to talk about. Yeah. And he simultaneously is excellent at what he does. Yeah. And so what do you have? You have the ability to work with people in, in the in the barbershop. You have the people skills mm -hmm. and he bases it on, oh man, I love to do this. Yes. I love people. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's just a great. Yeah. And I think it's getting clarity. Like you said, coming back to what you said at the beginning, if you're making these kind of decisions off of comparison, right. off of what your friends are doing, off of kind of a marketing message that it, and you're not buying it all, you're not yeah. making that decision off of really clear vision and your yeah. own goals. I think that's where you get into trouble. I mean, you know, uh, Anthony O'Neill and, and Dave Ramsey, the, the Ramsey group, one of the things they say is that yeah. one of the biggest mistakes that college students make is it's college choice right it's not if they go to it's which one you go to right you know yeah. uh, because you can get a great education at like a directional school and what school you don't want that type of thing. is you don't and i understand 
you know, well, that's my dad or my mom's alma mater. Sure. And there's that tradition. I'm a big tradition guy. I love that. Yeah. But not at the sake. I don't want I don't want tradition to stand in the way of vision. Mm-hmm. And your vision, yep. a student's vision for their life might be completely different than a parent's vision yeah. for their life. <laughs> How can <laughs> parents all... better steward this conversation with yep. their kids? Because I think this is a great opportunity for students to, as a student writing in, to yep. really own this decision right. for themselves. Yeah, I always, like to, I always like to say, you know, I had these conversations with my kids. Tell me what lights you up in the morning. Yeah. Tell me what you do and when you do it and when you're done are you energized or depleted? Tell me those things. Yeah. You know, you have to really dive in emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we don't want to do that or we think it's a personality driven thing. It's actually a wisdom driven thing. Yeah. You have to really dive into, you know, again, I'm a person of faith. So, so the Bible talks about know thyself. Sure. You have to know yourself. What is, that's how you determine where you're going, where, what are the things that light you up? What are the things that get you up in the morning? What are the things that energize you? And let's talk about that. And then as a parent, you go, here are the things that energize me. Let me tell you why I picked what I do. Yeah. Let me tell you why oh, I'm I'm in the service industry because I love seeing people happy. You know, I, we have a, a friend of mine who is a general manager of a, of a really fine dining place in Tampa. Mm-hmm. That's all he's ever done. He's only ever been like in the in the restaurant and I'm, when you ask him, mm-hmm. he says it's because I love making people happy with food. Yeah. He actually went to culinary school and dropped out and then he took business classes, never got a degree. Yeah. But because he's such a people person. Mm. So then if he's having a conversation with his with his son or daughter, yep. he's going, "Let me tell you why I went into this. Let sure. me tell you why I do." So it's it's reciprocal. The student has to examine themselves, what wakes them up, what gets them excited, what gives them energy. But then as a parent, you're asking those questions, yep. and then the student is replying, and you're determining the path together. Mm-hmm. Because if all you do is go, hey, man, you know, Florida State, all, if all you do is University of Florida, you know, if all you do is Georgia, mm-hmm. if all you do is that's going to get in your head to where that's a level of expectation and it could get weird. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a reciprocal, it's a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's back and forth in, in taking the time to dive a little bit deeper. I think that's one of the things we can do as parents is helping our kids to help our kids choose yeah. is asking the right questions. For sure. You know what I mean? For sure. So, yeah. And what would you say to this student just about owning this decision for themselves for the yeah. future? Cause I think in many ways, this is the first kind of grown up, like adult decision in many ways that uh, a student is is making. Well, it should be the student's decision. I mean, you know, whether it's the first or the fifth or whatever the adult decision is, this is one of the adult decisions. Mm -hmm. Let me now, it doesn't mean we don't help them determine where they want to be in life. Mm -hmm. It just means we're helping them make the decision, but we don't make the decision for them. Mm -hmm. So you ask the right questions, but then the student also has to realize, hey, this is my choice. Yes. And so based on my choice, now here, here's a big one. Here's a big thing. Sometimes we don't want to be the one responsible for our choices yeah. because we don't want to be the one responsible for the consequences. If it doesn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't work out. You, you know, sometimes we let our parents or our bosses or our direct reports yep. make the decisions so that we can go, well, I didn't choose that. They did. So you get to yep. point the finger across the table instead of at yourself. Yep. And that's a, actually, that's a sign of immaturity. Yes. A mature person, because we grow from... From our commitments. Mm. We grow from our responsibility level. Yeah. So if you're a student, you're listening, this is one of your first responsibilities. Yes. Own, 
own where you decide to go. Yes. And of course, take the advice of friends and family For and sure. parents, whatever that mm-hmm. is. Seek out but mentors. That's exactly yep. right. Mm-hmm. But own it. And that's, that's a great point, Brad. I mean, the other thing is, I think what a lot of students can do is, who is doing what you think you want to do? Yes. Go have a conversation. 100%. My gosh, you know, spend 20 bucks and take somebody to lunch. Right. Go, go buy them coffee. Go do something mm-hmm. to where you can get in front of them and go, yeah, I'm really thinking about being this and they're already that Mm -hmm. whatever that is right what do you like about it Mm. what do you love about it's good wait what do you hate about it and let me just say this i've had so many jobs where i'm support staff and i'm the boss whatever it is there's always about 20 percent right now yeah listening to this podcast there's 20 percent of my job i don't like to do so right. there is no perfect job. Yep. It's the one that feeds you the most, that gets you the most excited. I love it. There's always things mm. that you don't want in your profession. So good. Come yeah. on, final thoughts? Nah, final thoughts. Is college worth it? It's worth it if you have already determined where you want to go, where you want to be, and mm. what you want to do. Thank you so much, yeah. PQ. Hey, that's it for this week's episode of the Just Lead Podcast. For more resources, check out the show notes below. While you're at it, make sure to tap that subscribe button, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with a friend. See you next time.